everyone, I'm Troy Dodds and welcome to The Week. This is your complete look at the week that was and the week that will be in Penrith and surrounds. The Week can be heard every Saturday morning on Vintage FM in Penrith from 8am and also as a podcast on the Western Weekender website and social media from 9am on Saturdays. We're also on iTunes, simply search Western Weekender and you'll find the latest episode. Make sure you subscribe to get the latest episode of The Week as well as soon as it lands and why not leave us a rating so as many people as possible can find out about the week. Here at the week, we want to keep you informed about what's happening in the city where we live, work and play. Don't forget that the Western Weekender print edition is out every Friday, including your gloss property magazine, Western Property. You can also view the digital editions of the paper and all the latest breaking news at westernweekender.com.au or follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Vintage FM, of course, plays the music you grew up with and you can listen on your radio or, of course, jump on to vintagefm.com.au as well. So a big edition of the week coming up. But uh, before we get underway, I just want to tell you about Complete Legal and Conveyancing. Complete Legal is offering a 50% discount on wills, power of attorney and enduring guardianship to Western Weekender readers throughout July and also a 30% off conveyancing legal fees deal also for the rest of July. To do it, all you need to do is get in touch with Complete Legal and Conveyancing and you'll get your 50% discount on wills, power of attorneys and enduring guardianships and a 30% discount on conveyancing legal fees. Contact the team at Complete Legal and Conveyancing now to find out more, 4704991, that's 4704991, or visit completelaw.com.au. Complete legal and conveyancing, mention the Western Weekender, get your 50% discount on wills, power of attorney and enduring guardianship, and 30% off conveyancing legal fees in July. Complete legal and conveyancing, they're on High Street in Penrith. Let's get the week underway. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Don't you love the uh, sound of the paper? I was, I was actually trying to make it a bit quiet while I was uh, about to speak, and then I thought, no, nah, it's, it's a great feel uh, these days in digital news and whatnot to feel the paper turning around. Hey, a couple of stories this week that caught my eye that I wanted to uh, go through with you. The first one, uh, more drama in terms of parking on High Street in Penrith. Uh, What we're going to have, more outdoor dining opportunities and public seating for High Street, but it's going to come at the expense of eight highly sought-after car spots. Penrith councillors have adopted an amendment to the Linear Plaza concept that'll be on High Street between Station and Woodruff Streets, and it's going to see three permanent curb extensions into the parking lane abutting the pedestrian crossings on the southern side of the street. Now, at the moment, they're half-hour parking zones. We've done the calculations and worked out that if you base your workday from 9 to 5, it's about 128 potential shoppers per day that are going to be not being able to find a park on High Street. We know how difficult it is to find a park. I've got to be honest, I think Council does a tremendous job, but I think we've got to be really, really careful with some of this stuff that we're doing that is taking away car spots because another eight spots to go is very, very concerning for me. Uh, councillors Jim Aiken and Marcus Cornish, they both voted against this, but uh, the other councillors have gone with it and we will see those changes happen. Another eight spots to go on High Street. Uh, meanwhile, we've also got another issue, and that is, of course, Penrith Station. Now, I don't know if you've tried to park at Penrith Station in the morning lately, but it is a nightmare, a ridiculous nightmare, I've got to say. It is one of the blights on Penrith at the moment. And now we've got reports that people are being fined for parking in unmarked bays in those temporary commuter car parks around Penrith. Look, have a look at page seven of the Weekender. 
tell me what you think at the week at westernweekender.com.au because I know there's some people who believe that the people who are copying fines deserve it because at the end of the day, they're not in the marked bays, but those people who are parking there and getting these fines are saying they've just got no choice. They've got nowhere else to park, to catch the train, to go to work. I don't know what you think. The week at westernweekender.com.au. Let us know. Emily Newton's in next. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Now, when we call an ambulance, we want it to come quickly, but there's some big concerns about ambulance wait times in Penrith at the moment. Emily Newton wrote about this in the Western Weekender this week. She's here with us now. Hi, Emily. Hey, Troy. So tell us, uh, what's the problem? Uh, Well, the problem is we're seeing almost half of our ambulances that are called in the Penrith LGA arriving uh, over 15 minutes away. And 15 minutes, I guess, can feel like a, a lifetime for people. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if you're in pain or if you've done something and you don't know if you're safe to move or anything like that, 15 minutes is going to drag on. All right. So what are paramedics telling you about uh, what can be done to fix the problem? Well, paramedics are saying uh, it's lovely that we're investing in all this infrastructure. Like We've got the uh, super station mm. that's going to be open at the end of this year, but it's not enough. We need more paramedics. And those uh, statistics, they're actually some of the worst in the state. Uh, for yeah. The area. So Nepean Hospital we're actually, unfortunately, the worst in the Sydney region. So that's mm. something that we can proudly claim. Yeah, well, not, not something we can be happy about at all. And uh, as you say, more paramedics is, uh, is the answer. We do have that ambulance superstation opening, but uh, hopefully the, the government will listen. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just about uh, us sort of calling out the fact that this isn't good enough. We deserve better. All right. You can read more about that in the Western Weekender. Emily, we'll uh, speak to you next week. Thanks, Trey. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. <laughs> Well, it wasn't so long ago that a derby between the Sydney Swans and the GWS Giants was a one-sided affair. These days, they are real contests, and the two teams playing off tonight, well, I'll tell you what, who knows which way it's going to go. It is a blockbuster. Nathan Taylor is here to talk about it. Nathan is a little brother taking over big brother these days. Look, the Giants are still trying to seek their first premiership, but if you want to go on recent recent terms and mm. recent games, the Giants have been well on top. They won earlier this year, and who can forget that qualifying final last year where the Giants beat the Swans over there? It was, it was fantastic. Yeah, and of course, uh, the Giants have had two draws, which is very, very unusual yeah. in the AFL to have two draws in a season. It's been 80 back to 90 back. years. That, that was the last yeah. time that happened. So. The Giants are break, making history. <laughs> right, now, now, the Swans, they had a rough start to the year. They mm-hmm. found their way back into it. So uh, this derby, we'll see uh, the Swans, I think, in eighth spot at the moment. Yeah, they're finally back in the top eight after stringing a few wins together now. And the Giants, they're still in equal first position at the moment. But um, yeah, those last two draws in the last two weeks has sort of cost them that sole position up the top. Potentially having the last laugh, the uh, Giants, because they were a bit of a laughing stock a, mm. a few years ago. Um, Kevin Sheedy, of course, very experienced coach, tried to take them through those early stages, yep. but it was very difficult for them to get a win. Here they are now on the verge of uh, potentially an AFL premiership. Yeah, look, in recent years, their uh, their young recruits that they drafted into into their side have gotten older, they've gotten more experienced, and, and they've also managed to, to sign a, a fair few good experienced players as well from other clubs, and that's what's made them a, a premiership force, as we saw last year. They were one game away from the grand final, so... All right. Now, of course, this game is on uh, 7.30 uh, tonight. That's Saturday if you are uh, listening, of course, on Vintage. If you've missed the podcast and you've got it late, well, the game's already been on. <laughs> but, um, but it's going to be a big game and they're expecting a big crowd there at Spotless Stadium. They are. It should be a huge game. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a fantastic atmosphere. And they're potentially, they're saying, a sellout. So get along if you can. All right. That's the Giants and the Swans. We're going to talk about a, another big sporting event happening at Homebush in just a moment. This is the Western Weekender and Vintage FM. 
Well, the A-League season is still a few months away, but the Western Sydney Wanderers are in action tonight. They play uh, English Premier League giants Arsenal at ANZ Stadium. Big crowd expected. Uh, Nathan Taylor's still here from the Weekenders sports team. Uh, Nathan, can we expect a serious game or is this a bit of a novelty? Oh, look, I think the Wanderers will probably take it seriously, but who knows what Arsenal are going to do. I mean, it's been a long time since... You know, these teams have come out and a, and a local side has managed to, to beat one of these English Premier League teams. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I think it, it'll, be, it'll be a fun game. Um, parts of it will be serious. But, yeah, I think that, um, yeah, both sides will be keen to impress their fans and there'll be a lot of them. Well, of course, we saw Arsenal play Sydney FC on, uh, on Thursday night. Now, big, big Sydney FC fan base here, of course. But I think some of us kind of expect that everyone's going to be going for the, the local team. But that's not necessarily no. true because this is the chance for those yeah. EPL fans to get out and see a team that maybe they'll only see once or twice in their lifetime. Exactly right. I'm sure a lot, a lot of Wanderers fans will actually be wearing Arsenal jumpers yeah. on tonight. You know what I mean? So, yeah, they're going to have a... a Huge supporter base there, Arsenal. They probably will outweigh the Wanderers fans, believe it or not. And, um, yeah, I mean, if the Wanderers end up winning at uh, full time, they might well, put their Wanderers jersey back on. Who knows? Right. Who knows? All right. So that's uh, tonight. Now, they're expecting a big crowd for that as well. We just yeah. talked about the AFL. So it is going to be very, very busy around that Homebush uh, press, especially with the Man Cave Expo on as well. I heard that. So, <laughs> get some extra people over there. Oh, they'll, that's they'll, right. They'll, they'll, they'll heading, need it. Yeah, unbelievable. So <laughs> basically catch a train is um, you know, the, the, the opinion we can give. Yeah. I think most trains are offering, um, you know, free free uh, entry with the trains with, yes. with the tickets. So yeah, best way to do it, I think. All right, and just quickly to wrap up, none from three for me for uh, Origin. Well, I tell you last week, uh, I said tip <laughs> Queensland, and things might have panned out like you did in Game uh, One. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as I said, you're the kiss of death, and we can thank you, Laurie. Day can thank you for losing his job, probably. So. <laughs> it was a shock, absolutely <laughs> shocking uh, game on Wednesday night. Uh, what do you reckon, uh, Matt Moylan, into the New South Wales side next year? Oh, look, I think he has to be back there, along with a couple of Penrith players. I mean, uh, Bryce Cartwright, hopefully, Tyrone mm. Peachy, and maybe even Nathan Cleary he could push yeah. his way in too. So, yeah, I think we need some Penrith flavour in that side next year, and maybe they might get the job done. All right, Nathan, we'll uh, speak to you next week. See you, Troy. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Time to have a look at our What's On segments and see what's happening around Penrith and surrounds. And look, you're going to have to hit the road for this one, but I just mentioned it to Nathan. It is the Man Cave Expo, and it's happening today, the 15th, and tomorrow, the 16th of July, at Sydney Olympic Park. Now, oh, I don't know, you can't call a sexist for promoting this, can you? Because I reckon there's a lot of girls going to go along as well. But let me tell you, cars, bikes, bars, boating, fishing, tools, barbecues. Basically, every bloke is going to be there salivating, saying, I want this at my place. But if you're putting together a Man Cave, or if you've got a Man Cave and you think it needs a bit of an update, media room, whatever you want to call it, get along to the Man Cave Expo, 15th, 16th. It's at Sydney Olympic Park. If you want some details, you can jump onto themancaveexpo.com.au, themancaveexpo.com.au. Now, uh, boys in the band, they're coming up at the Evan Theatre. Just wanted to tell you about this because you're going to need to get your tickets early. It's on Friday the 18th of August. The international hit show brings you the iconic bands of the 20th century, including the Jackson 5, Backstreet Boys, Take That, Human Nature, the Bee Gees, the Beatles and more. That's boys in the band. It's coming up at Panthers on Friday the 18th of August. You can get your tickets from 13.28.49 or just pop into Panthers. Uh, No drama there. Just pop in and say, hey, give me some tickets to the boys in the band. And just finally, the Virtual Casino Cruise Night. This will be a lot of fun at the Penrith Paceway on the 17th of August from 6 o'clock. 
Uh, all your harness racing plus virtual cruise fun and fundraising casino tables as well. Tickets are $100 per person, $900 for a table of 10, being put together by the Penrith CBD Corporation and the Penrith Community Kitchen, the virtual casino cruise night at the Penrith Paceway on the 17th of August. So a few things for the diary and the Man Cave Expo for this weekend. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Time now for our Turning Back Time segment, where we have a look at some uh, great history in the Penrith area. And today we're going to have a look back at the Log Cabin. Now, I reckon any of us who drive past where the Log Cabin once stood, we always drive past and remember a good memory, a party we attended or a night we had at the Log Cabin. I know I always do. And before it sadly burned to the ground in March of 2012, the Log Cabin was very much one of this city's most iconic and cherished venues. With sweeping views of the mighty Nepean River below and the beautiful Blue Mountains afar, the Log cabin was by far and away Penrith's best vantage point and best place for a drink, I've got to say, on a Sunday afternoon. Now, back in 1924 is where the history of the log cabin starts. Joynton Smith, a businessman who was also the Lord Mayor of Sydney at the time, he had interest in the Carrington Hotel in Katoomba and the Hydro Majestic at Medlow Bath, as well as the Imperial in Rudy Hill. And he was pretty angry because he couldn't find a decent cup of tea anywhere in Penrith when he was travelling to and from the Blue Mountains. So, what did he do? Well, he purchased the land overlooking the Nepean River from local men Frank and Arthur Judges. And the Log House, as it was originally known, was opened by Mr Smith in December 1925 and became a hugely popular popular night spot out of Sydney. In 1939, a change of ownership took place, which saw the log house renovated and extended. It was subsequently renamed the Log Cabin Hotel, with the tea rooms transformed into a fully-fledged hotel. In the 1940s, to make the trip out west friendlier for patrons, the Log Cabin Railway Station was constructed nearby. However, the station only lasted 10 years before it was torn down. During World War II, the Log Cabin also was used extensively by the Australian Army, now, I'm going to tell you more about the log cabin after this break on Vintage and this little, uh, little bit of fun music on uh, our podcast. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. <laughs> We're talking Log Cabin and uh, what a history it has. Uh, let, let's jump forward, shall we, to uh, 1970, where we saw a major addition to the Log Cabin made with a 26-suite motel built next door. And this resulted in a name change in 1971 to the Log Cabin Motor Inn. Now, in 1983, the Log Cabin Motor Inn took on what would end up being its final owner when local businessman Ross Sinclair of the Sinclair Group purchased the property. Mr Sinclair wanted to turn the Log Cabin into Penrith's most prestigious hotel and so more all motel rooms were constructed and the area was landscaped with extra facilities made available. Now, with Mr Sinclair at the helm, the log cabin was a booming success for the next 30 years with patrons young and old visiting the venue all year round. However, as we all know, tragedy struck the log cabin on the evening of March 9, 2012, when fire ripped through the historic venue burning it to the ground. Now, fortunately, a lot of the artefacts and history of the log cabin was saved, but the log cabin itself has never been rebuilt and in fact uh Right now, the land there is a major construction site, of course, because we've got the brand new uh, river crossing bridge, the Nepean Green Bridge, being built for pedestrians and cyclists. But what a history the log cabin has. I'd love to hear about uh, your uh, memories of the log cabin. And you can always send us feedback here at The Week by emailing theweek at westernweekender.com.au or just jump onto the Western Weekender Facebook page and send us a message. But I love having a look back at some of the great uh, historical things in Penrith. And there's no doubt that the log cabin has a great history in this Penrith region and as I say I reckon every time you drive past the site of the log cabin you just think about a great time you had there or a lunch you had there or a dinner maybe a wedding you attended I reckon I went to the log cabin 20-30 times um, in the in the couple
couple of years before it uh, burnt down just for different reasons. And I've got a lot of great memories there, as I'm sure you do as well. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Well, that's it for this week's edition of The Week. Whether you listened on Vintage FM or caught up with the podcast on the Western Weekender website or social media channels, thank you very much for listening. We'd love your feedback. Email us at theweek at westernweekender.com.au. Now, don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes. Just search Western Weekender. You'll find The Week, and then you can get the latest edition delivered to you as soon as it becomes available. In fact, sometimes becomes available a little earlier than um, than we tell you. So you get it earlier than everyone else, a little sneak peek. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Don't forget that uh, we play the music you grew up with on Vintage FM. And don't forget too, Penrith's leading local newspaper, The Western Weekender, out every Friday with Penrith's biggest real estate magazine, Western Property Inside. I'm Troy Dodds. Thanks very much for your company. We'll see you next week on The Week. Mm-hmm.